You're now listening to Your Real Money Stories podcast. And the money coach was like, this is my favourite week. She said, this week's homework. Are you ready for it, guys? You need to go to an ATM or go to a cash point, take money out and drop it somewhere in public. Hi guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Eve. And I'm Nick. And we are The Money Medics. And we're your hosts of Your Real Money Stories. An original podcast series brought to you in association with Zopa. The podcast where we'll be giving you the unfiltered truth about money through anonymous confessions and unfiltered opinions. As well as providing useful information and resources for each topic we discuss. And we have to say, this isn't financial advice. These are just our views. So over the past few years, there's been a real growth in this whole money manifestation. And there's a lot of courses on it as well. So many people swear by it, including celebrities, actually. But then a lot of us don't actually really understand what it means. So just to give a bit of a background, money manifestation is the idea that you can obtain wealth and riches simply by willing it into existence. But is this actually possible? Uh, I don't know. I I really don't know. So there will be three sections to this podcast as per usual. First, we will hear a personal story from our anonymous guest. Then we'll discuss our own opinions. And then we've got some really useful tips and resources at the end. So today we have Yasmin joining us. And of course, that is not her real name. That's actually her street name, not her real name. <laughs> so, Yasmin, thank you so much for joining us today. How's your day been in general? It's been a great day. Thank you very much. It's been a relaxing day. So let's get straight into the podcast. So how did you first hear about these money manifestation courses? The first time that I saw it, it was someone on my Instagram because um, they had partnered up with someone who claim to help people make money they called themselves like a money coach or something like that and um the person this person then um created a course called money manifesting so that's where i heard about it first right okay i see and so what made you actually go ahead and book yourself on this course i was broke and you know what like i was in a job um that I hated so I walked out of that job and then I was like yeah right now I'm gonna start to work for myself I'm gonna you know just grab this thing by the horns and whatever five months later I was like yo (laughs) okay um I kind of need some money and I was on my last 500 quid and I was I started to panic because I had sold like one digital product and I priced it at like nine pounds. So I didn't, I didn't really make much out of that. Yeah, I just started to panic. So then when I saw that course, I was like, oh, and the person who was leading the course, they seemed to be doing really well financially. So I was like, oh, oh do you know what? Yeah, yeah, they, they might can teach me something. They can teach me something. So <laughs> I was like, do you know what? I'm going to take this course. And they were offering, instead of paying in one go, because it was like 250 pounds or something. That's expensive. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's very expensive. But they were like, yeah, this is going to be worth it. You need to invest in yourselves. You know, real boss babe cliches. 
you got to invest in yourselves. You know, you got to invest in your own success <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So they they were offering payment plans. So like paying like, a, I can't remember, 50, 60 pounds a month or something like that. So that's the option I ended up going with. Okay. So what were you doing beforehand? The job that you said that you wanted to quit, what was that role? Um, so I worked in the education sector um, alongside my other practice outside of um, outside of that. Um, I was actually teaching. The teaching route that I went was a little bit different to your typical teaching route. So I used to teach, it was more of a specialised subject, but after two months I was like, yo, this is ridiculous. I'm not, I hate it here. The, you know, teaching in this country is just not for me. Still wanted to teach, but just in my own way um, and teaching things that I actually resonate with. So just before you decided to quit, did you have like a, a plan? Did you have like money saved up for it or what was going through your mind at the time? What was your like five year or one year plan? I had no savings. I had no plan, nothing. I All I knew was that I wanted to get out of that job. It was at that point, you know, when you, you turn up to a job and you, you're dreading it. It got to the point where I would arrive at the school and I felt miserable. I felt dread, literally as I'm entering the building. And on the way to work, I was depressed in the mornings. I felt like crying. I was like, yeah, I, I have to get out of here. And also it was affecting my work outside of that. So, you know, I'll come home and I'm exhausted. Um, I was PPA cover. So that meant mm-hmm. that I had to teach all the classes when their teachers were on, you know, doing their planning. So I had to have all of the children in my class. And then I had to give assessments and I didn't even know the children's names or anything like that. So it was just very stressful. And imagine I was doing all of that, right? And then getting paid three figures at the end of the month. In the back of my mind, I was like, well, if worse comes to worse, I can always just sign up to another agency. But I ideally, I wanted to just work for myself. But um, I knew that that could be something that could help me out if, you know, I needed it, which is what actually eventually ended up happening before I became self-employed. So with regards to the courses, just to go back onto them, um, what was actually included in the course? So, you know, what was it like? So how did you sign up? What did they give you homework? You know, what what were they actually teaching? It was four weeks long, but when I say mm-hmm. four weeks long, I mean four hours long, okay? Um, oh, because wow. it was, yeah, it was one hour each week and the hour consisted of the course leader partnering up with her money coach, delivering mm-hmm. a talk for an hour once a week. And okay. it was literally, it was based around thinking about money positively, for example. And then they would just discuss with each other. They'd be like, oh, you know, you know, when I was younger, I used to think that money was, was bad because, you know, my mom used to say to me, oh, it doesn't grow on trees. And then the course leader would be like, yeah, you know, I agree. Like, you know, just looking at money in a bad way can just like... Your accents right now, just so people are aware, just because she's doing these accents, that doesn't necessarily mean that these are the accents that the people had, okay? Yeah, it was a lot of that. It was like watching a a chit-chat, to be honest. And they did interact with the audience, but it was mainly, you know, the audience... The thing is, it was full of because I, I classed myself as part of that group at that time, it was full of yeah. vulnerable people. Oh. We, were, we were people who wanted 
solutions. We wanted quick fix solutions to get money into our lives. You know, some of us in the group were in debt. Some of us just wanted money for a rainy day. Some of us wanted to buy things that, you know, and it was just like the questions being asked were, you know, how can I invite money into my life tomorrow? You know, all these sorts of things. And it was just like, they were like, oh, you know, just believe. And you know, you gotta, you gotta think about it hard and blah, blah, blah. And then with the homework, hmm. well, <laughs> the homework, it was terrible. The week, the first week we had to write a list of 99 things that we want. So I thought, okay, cool. And that was actually harder than it sounded. Wrote the list and I was thinking, okay, so maybe there'll be some follow-up next week. Maybe they'll use the list um, and, 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 you know, tell us what steps to take next. No. So the next week, it just moved on to a, another part of it. And I was like, well, okay, so what do we do with this list? So the, the, the homework the following week was to spend time in a place that you normally wouldn't. You know, like they said, oh, go to a designer shop and, you know, just walk around, you know, get used to the feeling of being around money. And and it's the thing is, it's like for someone like me, I'm not into that. I don't care about that stuff. I'm not that way um, inclined. So those kind of things don't really interest me. I prefer to spend money on, I'm a bit of a nerd, you know, I like, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But I do like to spend money on things that, I can I can read or that will enrich me in some way. I've always been like that. Are things that I can use for a long time and things that will help me whatever my current situation might be. So then week three, the homework was to up level, which basically meant to find something in your house and buy a better version of it. Just for, for goodness sake. <laughs> I was like, what are we paying money for exactly? Because... I thought we would be getting sort of actionable tip, but no, it was just a lot of how to think about money positively. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but you can find it on YouTube. You know, there's all these little books and whatever out there and that already speak about this kind of thing. So I honestly thought that we'd be getting something a bit more comprehensive uh, and a bit more um, tailored. Because, you know, it was presented in a way that, yeah, this is going to really help you to invite money into your life. So mm. week four, the final week. <laughs> the homework for this week was the worst. I couldn't believe it. The the money <laughs> and the money coach was like, this is my favorite week. She said, the, this week's homework. Are you ready for it, guys? <laughs> you need to go to an ATM. We'll go to a cash point, take money out and drop it somewhere in public. And what was the aim of that? So by dropping it, what 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 does that what does that mean? Well, if you drop it into the universe, the universe will bring it back to you in multiple form. Of course. So yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, and at the time it was like, oh that was the one homework I didn't do. But it was ridiculous. And the thing is, in the group, people were taking pictures of where they drop money randomly, right? So they were going to the cash point, taking out 20 quid, putting it on a park bench, watching it blow away in the wind, taking a picture of it. Woo! Oh, gosh. I wish I was part of that that group. I would have looked for everywhere. Some people were leaving it in um, Asda. They were like, oh, you know, I left it in, in, um, in between the, the baby milk tins. 
a lot of the people in the group were doing it in a way that was rather than dropping it in a park because this lady was like she was like take out the she said the more the better and you just leave it somewhere leave it to the universe like what I've already spent how much money on this course and you now want me to go and withdraw more money to 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 leave to float about in, in, into the Thames. So I was just like uh, and by that point I realized like yo I've been gazumped. And the thing is well actually I'm lying because it did take a little while longer for me to kind of for the penny to to drop that yo nothing is going to happen without action. You can sit and think about, you know, money coming into your life all you want. But if you don't take action, it's not going to happen. At the time, I was trying to save up £3,000. I'll be very specific. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying to save up £3,000 at the time. I can't remember why. I just wanted that amount. After I'd taken the course, uh, my savings, I didn't. they were non-existent. I had about £50 in there. And um, I was sitting in McDonald's. <laughs> I remember I was eating a, um, the hot one or whatever it's called. The the hot one, the hot wrap, the chili wrap. And I, I was eating it, looking out the window like, I've got to get this money. I've got to get this mm-hmm. money. And so, you know, I ended up going back to the agency after that. And they were paying me £70 a day. Can you believe it? Oh. £70 a day for like eight hours of work. During that time, I was like, yo, you're not going to get to your goal taking these stupid courses. This, and the the person who led that course, she went on to do quite well. There were still people in the group asking. Someone asked, well, I've got a rich friend coming over on the weekend. Um, Can anybody offer advice as to how I can... Uh, have their wealth rub off onto me okay what is that okay yeah go on yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) what does that mean what does that mean so they're actually asking how they were asking for mantras as to what they can say for somebody else's wealth to rub off onto them and that was the effect that this course leader had on the group because there were a lot of people in that group who actually believe like yeah you know taking these courses, repeating these mantras, doing these things that this course leader is saying is what's going to lead us to, you know, wealth. And it was at at that moment, it was like, this is ridiculous. I actually left the group after then. Um, And I can't lie, I'll be honest, there was a point for a while actually where I thought, oh, maybe it's helping. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. I, I thought maybe I'm not doing the course right. Uh, there was that and there was a lot of that sort of talk as well if this doesn't work for you it's because you're not investing enough time into it you're not doing it properly are you following all the steps you know that sort of thing when in actual fact no of course it's rubbish (laughs) i'm sorry but it just wasn't effective and we were paying for nothing we're paying for pinterest quotes and things that we can find on youtube for free i can tell that you weren't really satisfied with the way the course went Did the course leader know about how you were feeling? Did she know about your, the negative feedback? No, and you know what I'll say? I don't feel like it was a safe space to share those sorts of views because anytime anyone expressed anything sort of, Mm. um, what's the word, conflicting or, you know, in the group, 
everyone would pile on. The comments would be like, you're just being negative. You're not being positive. Uh -oh. You know, so... I never really felt like it was a space where I could really say anything. And then in actual fact, this same course leader went on to lead some more courses on like business coaching and whatever. And people were saying to her, like, this isn't actually um, as effective as we hoped it would be. And she went on to charge like five grand for a month of coaching and there's so many stories out now from people who have you know lost grands to this person and when they tried to express to her that they the, their experience was negative um that they not negative but it, well negative um when they tried to express their true feelings about the course or, or the the coaching experience they were blocked so and they were they were shut down and gaslit so it's like it was never it never really felt like it was something that I, I could do, to be honest. It felt like there's no point because she's just going to shut it down anyway. She's not going to listen. She's not going to listen. So, um, yeah, it just it I just thought it would be much easier for me to just take the L, <laughs> learn from this experience and never do it again. Did anyone ever share that? Oh, they made like they manifested loads of money from it or anything like that. There were people who would say stuff like, oh, you know, um, I I was just thinking that I needed to buy like a, a mattress or something. And then I made a sale. I made my first sale um, this morning after really thinking hard about it. And it was like a lot of it to me, in my opinion, was oh. coincidental. But they were framing it as because I took this course, I was able to invite that into my life and manifest it. And the thing is, it's mm. like, in terms of like manifesting, I, I don't know the ins and outs of manifesting as it, as a practice itself. I know that it is something that is, it, it can be very positive and it can be, um, I think if it really depends on how it's approached and how it's used, but when it's partnered with sort of these, you know, these, I'll, I'll say manipulative courses that target vulnerable people or people who are in vulnerable situations, that's where it gets really icky. And when, like you say, like vulnerable situations, what kind of people were like in the group with you? Like, did anyone ever share like what kind of financial situations they're currently in? Yeah, loads. You know, a lot of them were in debt, credit card debt. A lot of them um, rent was due or they were self-employed and their business wasn't doing well or, you know, they needed to buy things for their family or their children. And, you know, it was just like a bunch of really quite difficult situations that they were going through. It's quite sad to see that, you know, they're going through these situations and so they're spending money on these courses in the hopes that it will affect some sort of change. And then initially it's like the buzz is there. They're like, yeah, we're doing the right thing, you know? This is really going to help. And then you realise some some people it took a, a lot longer for them to realise than others that it's just poo in a, a pretty box. It's like, okay, think positively, but now you've got to take action. And then it's like, okay, what action do we take? No one knows because none of that was divulged, you know? And during that time or like when you realised that actually this was like not what you thought it was like did it affect your mental health or how did it make you feel 
thankfully it didn't really affect my mental health too much um i'll i'll say i think it would have if i had spent more money and um it's the fact that i because i paid in installments it didn't really impact my finances too much too badly uh in comparison to some other people other people you know there were a couple people who've actually spent money on this person's services and have um what's what's the word i'm looking for yeah divorce <laughs> they've actually divorced their partners over it yeah one lady came in uh, one of the groups saying that um her and her husband had, had split because he was outraged that she had spent money you know on this course or one of the courses and so you know i, I reckon if i had you know gone through a situation like that would it would have affected my mental health in some way and then people were uh, taking out loans as well to pay for stuff so i'm thankful in that respect that it didn't affect me in that way but it's affected so many others it's Ooh. been a very difficult time for a lot of them like we're talking grands like five grand six grand ten grand it's just uh... did like a lot of them go on to do like the one-on-one -on -one coaching after that yeah so that was yeah that was the one the one-to-one -one coaching and the, uh there were also some other courses that were taking place last summer i believe but then um yeah things just went downhill very quickly because the course leader was on a mission to make seven figures and in her quest to make seven figures, she ended up compromising on value, quality, took on too many one-to-one -one coach, one-to-one um, -one clients. And clients came back saying that they'd paid five grand to be told to wake up at 5.30 in the morning, do cardio, post the stories, and to receive a generic 30-minute call once a week. That five grand that's what they that's what they received yeah so it was just like and, and so that ended up hitting the fan because you know when you um prioritize certain things over delivering quality then it will end up catching up with you and you know that's what's that's what's ended up happening but i'm just glad Ooh. that the people who have been affected are starting to um, receive some sort of recompense now I don't know. I feel like it, when it comes to personal finance or just the money in general, people, there's two different schools of thoughts. People are either very mathematical or people believe in stuff like the law of attraction, etc., or it magnified. In your own opinion, let's just say I'm playing devil's advocate. For someone listening to this right now and they say, oh, you didn't do some of the things in the course, so it's not going to work for you. What, what would be your answer to them? Like what I was saying to... Um someone recently is the fact that we all starting from different starting points first of all oh. so giving the same advice to everyone is not going to work so telling everyone to drop money into the into the um on a park bench so that they get it back how, it's not going to work because it's not it's not something that has ever been proven to work for everyone who tries it first of all and also we're all starting from different places of privilege. So, you know, some of the people in the group had rich parents or had parents who were able to help them out in some capacity. Cause there were some people, yeah, they had a lot of debt and everything, but there were also some people who had debt, but they were able to get some sort of um, a bailout from their parents. 
They say, oh, you know, my parents helped me out with a deposit for the house, but now, you know, we want to sort of figure out how to make our own money. Or, you know, they were given some sort of, and I don't come from that. My situation is very different (laughs) to a lot of the people that were in the group. We're all coming from different places. So it's not, it's not going to be possible unless you are tailoring the advice specifically on a a person by person case. You can't use that as a... um, a way to justify things not working because different people are coming from different places. They're going to need different things in order for things to work. And the fact of the matter is nothing can really take place until action occurs. But I found that I have started to see results when I actually just put in the work. The law of attraction, I can see working as a concept because of the fact that, you know, if you um, start thinking about things more, then you sort of open your mind to it more and you start noticing oh. things more. Do you see what I mean? But again, you'll need to apply action to that. And the course itself provided no action, no actionable steps. So it's not going to work for everyone, if if anyone at all. What would you say your approach to money was back in 2019? Um and then did you see any of those attitudes like when you were growing up? Like how how was, I don't know, if you had to retrace your steps that made you kind of take that course, was it, did it play out from what you learned growing up? Yeah, I mean, like in my house, everything was, oh, that's expensive, that's too expensive. It's still like that now, um, you know, with certain members of my family, you know, come from a certain generation. Um, and uh, I used to be a, a budget spender. So... I would buy things based on how cheap they were. I would say I was I was a budget spender right up until maybe my mid-twenties. After a while, I started to prioritize the the uh the value of the whatever it is I'm buying over the price. So I, I think a lot of the reason why I was a budget spender is because that's what <laughs> That's what that's what I've grown up around. I've grown up around budget spenders. That's how I, you know, saw money. And I used to worry that I was going to run out of money. When I was employed by others, I was always worrying about money. And now that I'm self-employed, I, I'm not worrying about it as much. I still worry about it, of course, but it's not the same. And I, I don't know why that is. But uh, yeah, my attitude towards money was very, is quite negative. Uh, Yasma, I can completely relate to you. You know, I think prior to the pandemic, I probably made the most money in my life. And even when I was a contractor, I was earning a very good day rate. <laughs> I was so stressed out about money to the point, I think when I was unemployed for a period of time, even though there was money worries because I was unemployed, but I was probably less... Um, I was less scared about, I had less anxiety about money, if that makes sense. Kind of ending things on a high. What are your financial ambitions now? Like, um, is there anything you're you're working towards in particular? Yes. So um, after um, leaving my job, I actually, it was mad because I had a target uh, of, you know, the target of £3,000 and, But it was only when I left and quit my job and I started my own business that I actually hit that target and then doubled it. And then um, I've been able to sustain myself for a whole year now. And it's just, it's mad because 
while I was working, it's almost like working was hindering me. <laughs> Um, that, but that's just my situation because obviously, you know, not everyone wants to be a business owner, you know, and, and I, I have to respect that. But for me personally, it was like working in um, the employment that I was in was actually hindering me for about, what, 15 years. So <laughs> it was literally within months of stepping out of that that I was able to hit those goals that I was after. Um, and so my next target because I've had the website closed for a little while now while I rebuild it, I haven't really been making much of an income. I've been living off what I've earned. So my Ooh. next goal is to save up five figures and I'm going to move away um, into my own space. I want to move to Leeds. Um, I know some people up there and it's just a lot cheaper to... Because I don't want to move into a house um, to buy. I don't want to buy a house just yet. I just want to rent um, and just move around freely, live where I want to live for a while while I'm still single and just just live freely and do what I want to do. Um, so once I've saved up five figures, I'm, I'm off. I'm going to do that and get my own space up in Leeds. Um, and then from there, yeah whatever whatever the case may be you know because uh uh yeah the planning thing I used to be a, a big planner but I've been just sort of kind of going with the flow and mm. it's been a lot less stressful um I've just been trying to book as much workshops as possible connect with universities connect with um you know the more of the people that I'm actually trying to uh provide learning yeah just waking up and, and doing what I love to do every day and oh, then you know, and I'm finding it easier to to hit to get closer to my goal doing that. So it's it's uh, it's 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 wonderful actually. I'm quite grateful for that. I know the mind is a very powerful thing to each in their own in terms of being a business owner or whether you want to stay employed. But there's something powerful there that you said that just being in employment you felt was hindering you, and now that you've come out of that, you're now hitting targets goals or you're, you're reaching or you feel satisfied you feel content you know so I, I think there's, there's there's something there but no I really 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 appreciate you sharing your story it's, it is very very eye-opening because at the end of the day whatever rocks anyone's boat whether it's manifestation or, or whatever but at the same time people shouldn't be manipulated so no we really appreciate you kind of going into detail at least it kind of allows people to understand how to avoid these like gurus that these so-called gurus that just wanted to kind of take people's money literally there's so many books and you know this whole boss babe culture has got to go <laughs> we're tired now we're tired <laughs> that was so 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 interesting i'm not gonna lie to you i have an idea of who she's talking about but i'm really 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 shocked Obviously, I remember, you know, during the time when all these courses were, like, becoming very popular and everyone and the cat and dog were signing up. So I was thinking, ah, me too, I need to manifest six figures or seven figures. I want to sign up to the course. Honestly, if I had experienced that in the course, I would have called the police on that person, telling me to withdraw money from my ATM and drop it on the floor, like we're not living through a pandemic. So, yeah, it was very, very interesting. But anyways, I'm just going to get into some questions. So, um, guys, so, you know... What do you think about money manifestation? Personally, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in money manifestation, personally. I believe in, I'm very action-orientated. 
I believe more in money psychology. So like stuff to hack your brain or, or stuff. I do believe, I believe in God at the end of the day. So I believe in prayer and there's things you, you don't understand. But at the same time, <clears throat> I don't knock anyone. Like I just want to make it really, really clear. I don't knock anyone that believes in that because it's very easy for an atheist to turn around and tell me and say like, how does God exist? You know, so I'm never going to knock anyone that believes in money manifesting, but I personally don't believe in it. So that's that's just my own take on it. Um, I can't say that I don't believe in it because it's not it's not a belief s- system in the sense. I think it won't work for me personally, but I see that it works for people. Like, I mean, for example, I don't know who it was that um, he has been used. But for the person to be able to charge £5,000 for their coaching, I'm guessing some people must have found it effective or else she wouldn't have been able to inflate her prices. So I guess it must be working for some people. You know, some people are finding benefits from it. But just the type of person I am, I don't think it's something that would work for me personally. However, I understand the concept. I get how believing in yourself or believing that something can happen can um take away any fears that you might have and take away your any insecurities that you might have like if you say to yourself okay I'm going to get a, a pay rise this year um then you know it might put you into the mindset okay how am I going to get this pay rise maybe I need to have the courage to ask for it or you know different things so I I I get the concept um I mean it's interesting Nick, that you relate it back to religion because I see in a lot of churches there's this thing called what is it um name it and claim it or prosperity gospel yeah the prosperity gospel which I personally didn't wasn't a big fan of but I could see a lot of people in churches that were doing the same thing. They may not have been taking money out of the ATM and throwing it in the park, but they were definitely taking money out of the ATM and putting it into the um, offerings basket, expecting for it to be tripled in, in two weeks. So this is not like a new concept. This is something that, you know, has been going on for quite a while. Unfortunately, I'm not saying this is what happened in this particular woman's or in this particular course, but... Unfortunately, like when I see in the prosperity gospel um, churches, the people that are preaching this do tend to take advantage of their audience members. But again, it works for some. I just don't think it's it's something that will work for me. What about you, Ash? This time last year, if if you told me, if you would have asked me about money manifestation, I would have said it's just it's rubbish. Don't waste your time. I, mean, I don't know, but I feel like. In, like, the last 12 months, and I guess I would, like, attribute this back to, like, even us as, like, money medics. I feel like everything that, like, you know, that we have said has literally come to pass. So, but but I guess maybe it kind of links back to, like, you know, positive thinking and having confidence and believing yourself. So, I do believe, I do believe that when you speak positivity to yourself or you speak positivity into the work that you do, I feel like it comes back to you. But then also at the same time you have to put in the work do you know what I mean like you like the work comes along with it you have to put in the hours you know make a plan and then obviously you hope that and be positive that that plan will give you the results that you want so I'm kind of like on the on the fence about it I guess I kind of disagree with you because I feel like people don't see the sacrifice like yeah because I feel like even when we're talking about money man people don't see the sacrifice 
that's gone on behind closed doors like sacrifice the point of mental health you may not be in the most positive state of mind but you're still trying to put in the work because you believe in something so that, anyway i to, to each on their own i don't personally believe in it i believe in praying but i just believe in just putting in the work that's just my my own motto you know and and putting in like if i put in the work and i do x amount over a period of time this will be the end result when it comes to personal finance or, or money in general there's two schools of thought there's there's money psychology and i said it before or money manifestation when I talk about money psychology, I'm talking about stuff like automation. So knowing how your brain works. So by removing the thinking behind something, um, you're less like you can kind of induce yourself into good behavior. Knowing your impulses, knowing your vices. If you know your vices, you can put friction um, behind them and kind of focus your attention on um, kind of reducing that vice or getting an accountability partner. That's the reason why personal trainers work, you know? You have someone else to motivate you. And then you have stuff like money manifestation, which is like the positive affirmations, the visualizing, the, the visual boards, the, the mantras. I'm not saying any of them are wrong. And then they run with whatever suits you. Sometimes when there's too much choice, you can be, you can be paralyzed as to which one you should go for. So be just pick one, pick a combination and run with it, you know? And and just to close off on, on the, the money advice when you're looking for money courses or stuff online, I think the most important thing to realize is that everyone has their own story or life experiences, you know, and we should never ever take away from that. But fundamentally speaking, I think when you're looking at a course, I think it's looking at what the objectives are, who are the people running it, and are there any tangible outcomes or deliverables you can get from attending that particular course? I think when it comes to looking for courses online, we're never gonna take away from the fact that people have their own stories and experiences. But I think the most important thing when you're looking for a course is what are the objectives? What are the, the deliverables? What are some of the tangible things you may be given while you're on that course? You want to be able to look back and say, actually, these are some of the things I picked up. And again, it's for you. To, it's for you to action or implement those things you learn from the courses. Yeah, this we can go on and on because it's quite a, an open-ended topic. But we do hope uh, Yasmin's story, our discussion, has kind of just shone a little light on money manifestation and courses in general. But so we really do hope you've uh, enjoyed listening to this episode. Yeah, bye guys. Bye guys. Bye. You've just listened to an episode of Your Real Money Stories, an original podcast brought to you in association with Zopa. Who provide great value financial products and tools to make managing your money a lot easier. So make sure you subscribe and share with your friends who you think might have related to this episode. For more information and resources around the themes discussed in this episode, head over to zopa.com forward slash podcast. And of course, if you want to be on the next episode, make sure you slide into our DMs on Instagram at moneymedics.